Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Mario and you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate it. Joining me today is my co-host. Let me tell you a little bit about about this (laughs) co-host right here. If Susie Wolf doesn't have a supporter, it means she's dead. She's personally responsible for Starburst releasing a fully pink pack. And mm-hmm. I have not thanked her for that yet. So thank you. Facts. Yeah, you're welcome. And she's also putting journalists out of a job with the research skills that we have really put into motion for this episode. It is my fantastic co-host and the reason or the main reason we're all here. It is Tasha. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Um, excited to yeah. talk about these topics with you not excited about the topics but excited to discuss these things because i think it's been a long week the discourse yeah exactly right exactly right the discourse between the discourse around all of these topics that we're going to cover today has been really active yes um so we're here to give our opinions more importantly (laughs) with some of these topics tasha is here to give her opinions um (laughs) but before we get all serious Ah, Man, I messed that up because the first thing we're going to talk about is a little serious. But (laughs) in last week's episode, you and I spoke about the team pictures. I think that was last week's episode. Yeah. And and how, you know, they were very cool and everything. Mm -hmm. But you could really see right off the bat, if you play the Count the Minorities game, Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a good look. They were a little monochromatic, you know. Monochromatic is a very cool word to use. (laughs) Damn, you should have given me... Why didn't you give me that word before the show? <laughs> hey, she's sorry, keeping sorry. it for herself. Let's cut, let's cut and go. We'll, we'll oh, start right, right, over. Right. We'll start over. We don't have the budget for that. You know that. Um, <laughs> but then something else happened with the picture. Somebody else yeah. had an opinion. Sir Lewis Hamilton. He saw the same thing we saw. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe he's a fan of the show. And he was like, wait a minute. They're right. This is something's askew with these images. And... Um, yeah, he, he gave his opinion on, I think he gave the most rational opinion that there is, which is like, we still have a lot of work to do. You know, there, I looked at all these photos and I was just like, damn, like, you know, there's still not as much diversity, um, amongst these teams as, you know, I, I would hope for. Yeah. As we would hope for. So I don't, I don't think he said anything wrong. He wasn't like fire everybody who's not black or like a person of color Mm -hmm. or a woman. Um, and, and start over and only hire those people. That's like not what he's saying, but, um, the opportunities for marginalized groups to get into F1, it's still very like few and far between. So the pipeline, um, to see people who look like himself, to see more women in the sport is quite, you know, it's, it's backed up a little bit, you know, like we're trying to see progress and like, you really, you don't see that when you look at these team photos and it's just like. 75 white guys and they all look alike which is crazy you know like copy paste so um he did say he did also like put some blame on which no reason to but like he also put some blame onto himself with regards to like him saying like we all need to do better like he's not saying he's not saying you all need to do better like he's got initiatives and and things like that that are making change Mm -hmm. um but i think that and i think we talked about this last episode like Probably if you pull up the pictures from 2010, there's probably going to be no women, right. you know? So it's like, so it's like, there's definitely progress. We all wish it were, it were quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good to hear from the ambassador of all things, non-racing, because it's, it's, 
that's the only guy who speaks up on See, this type of stuff. He's the only one who ever say it, who will ever say what's like obvious. And like to your point, I mean, I think I'm sure he's had to check his own like biases, like a, a, about women, you know, like obviously he can mm-hmm. speak to being person of color, of being black, of being the only person in the room who looks like him, but he, he has no idea what it's like to be a woman. Yeah. So I'm sure for him, it did, it did take a lot to kind of like, um, you know, kind of understand what those barriers look like even more. And so it's just, it is interesting that it's, it's a, it's about a collective, not one person's responsible. We're all responsible as a group to, mm-hmm. you know, make the sport just more inclusive and diverse in general. And there shouldn't, I just feel like the pushback against it is like just so disingenuous. Cause it's like, if everything in life was truly based upon merit, a lot of these spaces would reflect society and would truly reflect the different demographics and groups that exist. But when you put roadblocks in front of certain people and you basically don't give them the same opportunities, there's, you cannot with your, your whole chest be like, well, the reason why people of color or women aren't in these positions is because, you know, off of merit, they're, they're losing out on these roles when like they never had the opportunity to even apply for these roles in the first place. So it's just, it's such a disingenuous argument and I hate it. And yeah. I just hate it. <laughs> like it it really is annoying. like yeah. And and this never. Mind. It really uh what strikes me is as as what I've seen is in this space mm-hmm. women need to know not the same, they need to know more. They need to know like they can't make a mistake. Like there are so many extra rules and regulations and i say rules and regulations like like society mm-hmm. placed them there not like their actual rules and regulations of like you women have to prove themselves Constantly. so much more than a white guy like so absolutely there's probably so many people on merit mm-hmm. so many women on merit that deserve to be there but won't because the system is this yeah. way and I mean, like I've heard people say yeah. stuff like I've heard people uh, say stuff like, you know, I've changed my race on applications to say white just and then miraculously I'm getting phone calls about more, jobs. More callbacks. I, yeah. You know, like if they have a even remotely ethnic sounding name, they they change mm-hmm. it or they go by their initials or if it's a woman, they go by their initials. So it sounds more masculine, like all of these all of these ways that people of color or marginal or marginalized groups kind of like game the system yep. and it proves that they, it was never about their resume. Cause if it's mm-hmm. the same resume, but you just change the name or you change the race that's on that, you know, associated with that. And you're calling me back. It was never about my qualifications. It was about exactly. your biases of me being a woman or me being a person of color or being both. And so that's why it's like, you can't say that this is all purely based off of merit when you you have uh, recruiters with stacks of of uh, resumes and CVs and stuff. And they see people, though, this is an ethnic sounding name. And then just like immediately discredit that person. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, that's why this conversation has to continue happening because when you actually dig into these stories and like understand what people are having to do just to get employed or get opportunities in these industries that are so heavily gatekept, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you can't, you can't walk away from it being like, oh, this is just, uh, what did I see a lot on Twitter? Race baiting. This is, uh, you know, like just all those dumbass, like, bu- you know, you know who made, you know who invented that fucking concept right. race baiting you right. know who created that <laughs> you know who you know the skin color of the first person who said that's race baiting 
Oh my god. So yeah, anyway. I, that was a fun way to start the week, I think, for me. It's invigorating conversation. I I I I am very discouraged. <laughs> I am in no way the victim in any way. And right. I see what I see this happening. And I think of you and I think of Tandy and I think of Danny and I think of like most of my like most of the most of the people around me that I consider the funniest, the most creative, the most informed, like are mostly all women and women of color. And I am like, <laughs> this week I add onto that, mm. like I put myself in your shoes and there's, uh, there's so many things I can't understand. Right. But one thing that I do see is like, why the fuck would I want to keep doing this? Like, like, why am I this funny, this informed? Why am I, why do I know this many things? Mm -hmm. But there's these extra credentials that I don't meet mm -hmm. that is literally the answer next to where it says gender. Right. Like, so what I'm saying is so much respect and like, I wish it wasn't like this, but so much respect to women who like still try to get into this space, even though the system says you're not welcome. Yeah. I mean, why, why shouldn't we? I mean, I, I don't, like, what's the alternative? You know what I'm saying? Like, people say you can't mm -hmm. do something, so you just don't do it. Like, you don't try. Like, that doesn't... It, for me, it just doesn't... I've never been that kind of person. I just see extra yes. challenges as, like, okay, it just maybe it will take longer, but it doesn't... It's not impossible. Um, I wish it didn't have... I wish I didn't have to take the, you know, the long, arduous journey of, like, you know, going through what we have to go through. But at the same time, there's that satisfaction of, like, you know all these barriers yeah. are in place and you just still, you know, you're able and to you do still what you do. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Mm -hmm. So this second topic that we have for today yes. is a quite, quite a little 180. Um, mm -hmm. do you think you could, <laughs> do you think you could have done a better job with, uh, Joe's twist? <laughs> That's my first question. Oh my God. Okay. Would you have done a better job? No. Would I have wanted to do it? No, but yes, I could have. But you would have yes. done a better job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where I'm going to, with this is. Yeah. Is the, is the terrible quality of the twist insulting or is it the cost, the whole concept? Like if the twist were good, would this be less terrible? No, it would still be, terrible? it would still be terrible. Okay, good. Because okay, good. <laughs> Because when black people wear their hair like that, we yeah. are fired from jobs or told to change it. You have students getting suspended from school for wearing their hair like that. Um, we had laws in America that were just passed called the Crown Act that basically said that we can no longer be discriminated for wearing our the way our hair grows out of our head yeah. in our workplace. So when you like put all of it in context of like, you know, how black people are perceived when we wear our cultural hairstyles versus mm -hmm. when people want to dabble into dabble in it, you know, because it's, what do you say? Crazy. It's just like a little crazy. Yeah, goofy. I'm, I'm, young, I'm, you know? I'm young. I'm young. So it's time to do crazy things. Like, you know, and then at that point you can't, you can no longer say like, Oh, well, he, he appreciates black culture. That's why he's doing it. Like if he appreciated it, he would never call it crazy. Right. Like you don't disrespect something, belittle it. And at the same time, want to be accepted by it. Like, that just doesn't work for me. And I like Joe, and I'm not trying to cancel. I'm not leading mm -hmm. the brigade for mm -hmm. this guy. Like, I, it is what it is. Like, we are in, a, in an era where everybody just wants to, you know, do try on what's popular, right? Like, everybody yeah. wants to try. But there's a level of disrespect that happens for Black people when they look at Lewis. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, look at how he's treated when he wears his hair. Like, it's how it comes out of his head, right? But, mm-hmm. like, there's always somebody with some shit to say about it. They're, they call it all kinds of names. And, you know, I just, I feel like if you don't have respect for the culture, like, deeply have respect for the culture, not just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to dress like this guy. I like to put these, you know, shoes on. And, like, that's not respect. Like, if you really respected, like, Black culture, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do something like that. Because we've had this conversation before about cultural appropriation. We've, it's, we've ad nauseum gone over why it's not right why you know if a certain group can't can't wear it without getting some shit why if we, i'm black i can't wear my hair without getting shit right why should you be yeah. able to wear a black hairstyle without getting shit for it yeah. right like if you want the full black experience like here you go like you know what i'm saying like you want to be you want to be critiqued for being black well you know that's what happens you want to be stereotyped twist. my guy you want because i got them for you like but, but, you know what i'm saying like if you don't want the critique that comes along with wearing black hairstyles or like cultural hairstyles from other cultures like then don't do it because we've 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 had these conversations before Being so said. it's it's done and dusted like so people who like i have people in my twitter mentions like you know, I'm sitting here like laughing. It's like the middle of the night. I'm like on Twitter, just like laughing. Cause I think it's funny first. Like, I just feel like it's funny, but it's not funny. Right. Like not yeah. funny. haha, but like, it's just like girl. Um, cause it was like the little, like the little cuffs plus the burnt ends. Like, it's just very specific. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you just don't do that. Um, so anyway, like, I'm like, you know, I'm bullshitting on Twitter and then like, all these random dudes are like, it's always black women who want to get and, la, la, la. and I'm just like, why are y'all the weakest links? Like, why did you find my tweet? You know what I'm saying? Like the one where I'm have a meme in it and I'm pretty much like just saying like, it looks trash. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You had gel. You had, uh, it was like the ends look like shit. Like you had the little pieces coming out. I'm like, stop doing these styles if you don't have the hair texture for these are protective styles you don't have anything to protect okay like it's fine you could just admire it you could just share the photos that you like of people who have it that you like but you don't have to do it you don't have to do it you don't have to do it i thought he would know better because he's also like he's very into basketball yeah and you, you know, haven't right. seen haven't seen that look on non-black NBA players. Like, come on, son. and I think there's a reason for that. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, yeah, it is. It's just I I think the conversation is. I think a lot of the conversations that we have on Twitter uh, are eye-opening to me of people who just I think are contrarian just for the sake of for, yeah. who will like refuse to actually like dive deeper into like why stuff gets frowned upon or like why we're still having these conversations. I've seen, I actually, um, there was an account that I actually really enjoyed following who just like really smart guy, like always kind of breaking down like telechemy and all kinds of like cool stuff about F1 and like how, you know, it's like you are so fucking well-versed in a sport that is so technical, so science-based, so mathematics-based. Yep. And then you'll sit here and say, well, I don't understand why it's still a big, a big deal that Zhou Guan Yu is wearing twists. I'm just like, so are you just being obtuse on purpose or because like if you can understand aerodynamics, you could we can understand cultural appropriation. Like, no. I don't understand how you no. can understand one without the other. Like, is it a big as word for went, Elmo? As someone like, who, went, <laughs> like, as someone who went to engineering school, as yeah. someone who went to engineering school, yeah. I can guarantee that <laughs> there are people out there who can solve the shit out of equations right. that do not have any idea how yeah. to like socially 
it's though not ahead of evident. the social landscape. Yeah, it became very evident. To, but yeah, it, it's a shame. It um, is. <laughs> it, <sighs> so I just have everybody on mute. Like truly, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to argue anymore with anybody because I just think you're all idiots anyway. <laughs> it's just it's just incredible how like yeah. black people will get more flack for being black and having and like expressing their black heritage and their culture yeah. than other cultures appropriating black culture like everybody like, just feels like it's a free-for-all like you know i just want to be mm-hmm. i want to like it's a buffet yeah. like it's a buffet like oh i want the like, big lips and i want the hips and i want the whatever uh-huh. but it's and, like the- i want a tan i want i want the braids i want everything but it's like you know ask them to say black lives matter and it's like well, wait a minute now i know yeah like okay all right yeah they they dip in they, yeah. they dip their foot the in the in the yeah. water mm-hmm. But when it gets cold, it's like, oh, no, I'm out of here. Yeah. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. I and yeah. I like what you said, because it's 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 not a it's not coming from a cancel. Right. Thing. It's it's coming from a he made a mistake. Hopefully he realizes that it was a mistake. Hopefully it's like not something that he repeats. Um, yeah. One thing that another thing that you said that I did not because this is my problem. I read the tweet. <laughs> yeah. I read the tweet and the caption. Uh-huh. And and it said, like, I'm young. And when you're young, it's time to do crazy stuff. Right. I said that to myself in mm-hmm. eighth grade before I got frosted tips oh. to look like NSYNC. Mm. So I, like, I'm not even joking. Like, I see, I remember telling myself that because everybody was getting frosted tips. Right. And I was like, hair grows. I'm young. It's fine. Right. It's fine. And yeah. I got my frosted tips. And then I see Joe do this, but it's like. I didn't, it didn't yeah. click for me until you said it. Mm-hmm. Why are you calling it crazy? Right. You know, it's crazy. Then why are you doing it? Yeah, exactly. If you know, it's crazy. Cause mm-hmm. I was an appropriating culture. I was literally just getting blonde tips you in my hair. You were appropriating boy band culture. <laughs> boy band, y'all. But I could sing every Yo, NSYNC song. Was so if anybody comes Chris- up to me, <laughs> if anybody came up to me, I'd be like, bitch, make me sing. I'll sing. I'll sing every song. Like, speaking I'll sing of every what, song. Speaking of non-blacks and Kinecolon, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick was an egregious offender of <laughs> black <laughs> appropriation. That man had the like the like, little braids that were always like sticking up out of his like. Actually, no, you mentioned that dude. Yeah. Even his even how he dressed. Fu Man Skeeto, like that whole vibe. Oh, like, oh man. And yeah. sink, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so an article came out that mm-hmm. was interesting to me, and it's basically McLaren F1 team ready to help Norris stop being so harsh on himself. That's sweet of them. And that is very sweet of them. But I bring this up to you mm-hmm. because they talked about how they are considering doing, they mentioned uh, like getting him an entourage. For support, etc. Okay. And they mentioned that this is a thing they do in tennis. I mean, yeah, like they'll have like a, a player will have like a coach, like their hitting partner will be there. Um, sometimes their publicist or like their physio will be there. Like, I mean, it's an entourage, but like in I think the loosest what if, sense what if, like, of the he, word, like there's professional okay. people around them who are there to like okay. support them. Yeah, so that's that's like basically homies, like hanging out watching tennis. This led McLaren to consider ways to support Norris, such as replicating the entourage given to help tennis players. <laughs> and one thing, one thing that I like though is they're trying to get Norris to target consistency, not perfection. Mm. And I think that is a 
dope line because I think that's something that we could we all, all apply can learn to from ourselves. That. Absolutely. <laughs> like we could we could all absolutely like, reaching consistency is a great thing to reach. Yeah. But like we constantly want to reach perfection. Right. And I, I thought that was a very relatable yeah. thing when I read that is relatable. That is I mean, yeah. yeah, Lando is super hard on himself. Like anytime you see him after a race where he didn't do well, or even like mm-hmm. the, was it the quality that he got, I think, pole and he was like he in the car he was saying like how i just i that was my worst lap ever yeah like mind you he got pole for that race but he was like still beating himself up because he i guess felt like there was he could have done more so i mean yeah i hate i i know that they're all like really hypercritical of themselves um mm-hmm. but yeah there has to be i the self-deprecation kind of like gets like to be a bit much it's like, dude, you're not that funny. It used bad. to be funny, like, and now that, that even that McLaren's coming out with it, yeah. I'm concerned. I'm like, damn. I'm like, this this person really needs help. Yeah, you're you're not that bad, Lando. It's you know, it's okay, Lando. It's no, okay. It's okay. Like the Piastri's <laughs> gonna overtake you maybe next year, but it's okay. You're still good. Yeah. Um. So this next this last one is hilarious mm-hmm. because we told F1 mm-hmm. that we hate sprints. Yeah. But what did we say was cool about this bridge? What was the one morsel that we said, this is pretty cool though. We should, we should keep this. What was it? We were like, yo, the alternative tire allocation shit was pretty cool. Like that helped, that like made qualities way more interesting when they- Tell the people what yeah. alternative tire allocation. What do you mean? Oh, so it would be Tell like- Tell the people what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so for each like session, they would have a mandatory tire um, compound that they had to use. So it would be um, hards then. Oh, actually, I think it was mediums, mediums, then softs for most we of We saw it yeah. hard, medium, yeah. soft. And in a different race, we saw medium, medium, soft. Yeah. So they just had yeah. like a specific uh, compound that they had to use. So it produced uh, interesting qualities like, you know, hungry. We had Lewis Hamilton take pole. And that was, you know, because- you know, of this, Alex, yep. this this format allowed us to see some different people kind of, you know, excelling. Um, we had, the, I think the, was this the same one where we had um, the Alpha Romeos were doing really well, you know, I, uh, in quality. Uh, yeah. Nico Hulkenberg did really well in yeah. one of them as well with yeah. these higher allocations. So yeah, so, it like, it helped some of the other teams like be able to perform better in quality. And so they took this, compliment this one compliment that tasha and mario gave them and they said nah yeah so they've changed the 2024 sporting regulations to scrap the alternative tire allocation format during qualifying Mm -hmm. it's just funny to me because you can pull up our episodes and we're like saying they did well with this right they should keep keep this and it's literally the the only thing that they'd stop doing (laughs) that's crazy like what are the odds They're like, I'm sorry, we don't really care that much what you guys think. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. um, there's also been changes to qualifying and shootout scrutineering, mm-hmm. where they will select specific cars for further checks rather than at least three, which was previously the case. Specific cars, yeah. So Lewis Hamilton and two more, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, best of luck to Car Forty Four. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the penalties that you're definitely going to get aren't that bad. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Sorry. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, actually, we actually, that's a great segue to a, to the main topic that's also going to get Mercedes a bunch of penalties. Oof. But before that, yeah. um, if you are on YouTube, make sure to leave, comment, like, subscribe to the channel. 
If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us those five stars. Write a review. We're still waiting for reviews and haikus to read. Like, <laughs> luckily, F1 was really, really nice to us this week, giving us way too many topics to cover. But like, one day we'll be without topics and we need to crowdsource our information. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Patreon with ad-free uh, episodes, exclusive content, and first mm-hmm. dibs on merch. Um, with that said... We have a very important topic that is our main topic for today. And it is everything related to Susie Wolf and the allegations that Mm -hmm. were thrown her way. So um, what we've done to cover this topic is we created a timeline of events or important important events that we we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, So Tasha, get us started on... And I want to know... I want you to start with how did you find out about what you're like the first thing that happened? Well, I mean, we talked about it last weekend. That's our mm-hmm. episode was called Susie Wolf in the Chamber of Secrets because it was just like, you know, what information could Susie Wolf possibly yeah. be privy to that, you know, is causing all of this commotion? The first um, thing I saw was a tweet, just like a random tweet about this like investigation um, into Total Wolf. And Susie Wolf. And so we kind of covered that like really briefly last last week. I had no clue between last Saturday and today that we would have had like a whole avalanche of events that have happened since then. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that started this all off was an article from Business F1, which is, you know, very uh, interesting source of news. Um, they had an article titled Team Principles Seek a Resolution Over Wolf's Conflicts of Interest. Pillow Talk riles rival team principles as crisis deepens. If you are listening, um, oh, I don't know if we're going to do that. Never mind. The, all I want to say is yeah. the article title isn't enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll look we'll for the put, picture. We'll put the picture oh, up let, on Yeah, yeah. yeah we will put yeah. the article. So if you're listening, yeah. jump to YouTube real quick <laughs> and look at the pages. Yes. Because, because I, was, I did not do this until today mm-hmm. and I was already taken aback by the vocabulary. Yeah. But Susie Wolf is literally sitting on a bed. Yes. So there... Anyways, I just there, had to say. Yeah. I mean, so the the conversation... I mean, we'll get into that. I don't want to jump yeah. ahead too much. But yeah, when you look at the way that this article and the accompanying like uh, images, it's framed, it's just sort of like, yeah, Toto and Susie are, you know husband and wife who just share all of this insider information between themselves at home and to call it pillow talk and to call it pillow talk. And then you have a whole entire article that's based off of these very vague allegations that have no one's attributed to them. Right. So it's like you have team principal one and team principal two, but nobody's actually saying with their chest, like, how they feel so everybody's anonymous in this this article so it's just like a very to me feels like a hit piece um it's just sort of like any why does it feel like why why does it feel like a hit piece well i mean because the main thing is it seems like the point is to harm the reputation of toto wolf and Susie wolf and i think in the one fell swoop you make it appear like these two people who have very high profile jobs um, in F1 and F1 Academy um, are incapable of separating business, you know, from their married life. So I think that insinuation alone is crazy. But then you also have 
um, Toto, this is what the second, third time that he's now being accused mm-hmm. of receiving um, non-public information and saying it in, in a team meeting or a team principal meeting. So this is just like another time, repeated attempt at making Toto look completely untrustworthy as a team principal. And so the the last time that it happened or the most recent time that it happened, I believe, was with the cost cap situation that he got information that nobody else had. Yeah. Um, the, the article mentions, I'll read it real quick. It says, Toto Wolf has yeah. a history of gleaning confidential information and then using it to his team's benefit in sensitive situations. At the 2022 Singapore Grand Prix last year, Wolf received confidential information from within the FIA concerning the results of the 2021 cost cap audit and leaked it to the media to severely embarrass Christian Horner, team principal of Red Bull Racing, who was unaware. The information turned out to be word for word accurate, and it was later revealed Wolf had extracted this information from conversations with Shayla Ann Rao, um, interim general secretary for motorsport at the FIA. Rao has previously worked for Wolf at his special advi- as his special advisor, and the two had remained very close. It was a huge breach of confidence because of the sensitivity of the cost cap audit, which was effectively released early before even Red Bull or any of the teams knew the outcome. So who, who and who was the scapegoat for that little situation? Right. Right. But at no point did we ever like did any of that actually end up being true. We don't know mm-hmm. who leaked any of that stuff. But I find it really, really interesting that in this article, there's so it's just said so matter of factly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, allegedly, no, like reportedly, you know, nothing that would like cover them. So this is just said so matter of factly. So, again, you're adding this like um this air of like you know uh validity to these claims mm-hmm. that you know Toto Wolf this isn't the first time he's done something like that so yeah his character is definitely getting to me assassinated and along with Shayla because you also are taking another powerful woman that he's connected to and essentially saying yeah it was her that threw you know and throwing her under the bus with no proof yeah and the article has no quotes yeah. and no evidence at all yeah. Like there is literally, you and I could have written this, like, yeah. and it would be equivalent. Um, so that comes out, mm-hmm. and I do want to provide some context because I was <laughs> shocked about this. <laughs> um, so the the author of the article is Tom Rubithon. Mm-hmm. He wrote it for, as I mentioned, Business F One, the paper owned by Bernie Ecclestone. Fun fact about the author, Tom Rubithon, mm-hmm. he's got a nice little record to himself. Um, out of every British journalist, he has been sued the most <laughs> for libel. He's also written great little articles like one called The Look from the Paddock, where yeah, he one. went through speaking about the different F1 driver girlfriends and hit up three drivers saying they are homosexual. Mm. Um, he also in the same article said that this article is going to make people angry because it's 2021. Right. He's accused Lewis of using the race card many a times. (laughs) He wrote about the W series that the W series would do better if the female drivers used their sex appeal to market the series to make it financially viable. And the images that accompany that article are crazy because Susie Wolf is in, in one of them. So. 
crazy. The next one. (laughs) Our our failed driver turned failed DJ. Mm -hmm. Nikita Mazepin once groped a woman. And wouldn't you know, she did not want to be groped. Imagine. This comes out and he writes an article suggesting that Mazepin is just a bad boy who is bringing glamour back to F1 in the style of James Hunt. Yeah. Those are just a few examples that are F1 related. This dude has written a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's been sued. He is probably, I, I, I don't know nothing, but speaking, I, I'm sure, I, I, my thought is that Bernie Eccleston must be the only person that will give this man a job because mm-hmm. it was not difficult to find that this is a, what is it? What is it? The opposite of a good source, but like, untrustworthy sorts i mean you, i would call him like a bad actor um like, it's like, so like obvious stuff. yeah it's very obvious yeah and yet mm-hmm. this ridiculous article mm-hmm. this article that in at least in the u.s like it's very common for for grocery stores to have tabloids in the in like where you check out yeah and those tabloids say things that you don't have to know nothing to know that those are like outrageous yeah this is basically a tabloid article that mm-hmm. made all of this happen yes i can't believe i can't believe i, I just can't believe that like go ahead i mean i, I can believe it you can't believe it i can yeah. believe it i mean if your goal is to assassinate somebody's character it doesn't you're not gonna ask like some pulitzer prize winning journalist yeah. to write that piece for you you just need one person willing to i mean clearly somebody without integrity to do something like mm-hmm. this and boom there you go so yeah I, it's not surprising to me <laughs> To me, it's surprising that it became such a big deal in F1 and FIA instead of just saying, everybody just saying, this guy is crazy and Mm -hmm. a bad journalist. Right. So the statement comes out and we, not the statement, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. the article comes out. And then we have, was Mercedes before Susie? Um, Well, it was the FIA statement first. Okay. Then it was so the FIA come out with a statement mm-hmm. says the FIA is aware of media speculation centered on the allegation of information of a confidential nature being passed to an F1 team principal from a member of F01 personnel. The FIA compliance department is looking into the matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I read that, I did not have it in my cards that this was going to last 48 hours. <laughs> I did not have it in my cards that the, and, and, and I know I'm not jumping forward, but like, I'm just talking about my headspace when mm-hmm. I read this for the first time. Like, I thought this was going to start a very, very long, messy, unnecessary investigation. Right. Because they were, these are such serious allegations. Right. I didn't expect it to go how it went. So I read yeah. this and I think <clears throat> this needs to be investigated. It needs to get to the bottom of it, right. but it'll take a long time. Right. After the FIA come out with a statement, mm-hmm. you want to go ahead and read Mercedes statement? Yeah. So Mercedes um, then came out and said, we note the general, excuse me, we note the generic statement from the FIA this evening, which responds to substantiated allegations from a single media outlet and the offer off-record briefing, which has linked it to the team principal of Mercedes AMG F1. The team has received no communication from the FIA compliance department on this topic, and it was highly surprising to learn of the investigation through a media statement. Wild. 
what do you think about Mercedes finding out from Twitter, basically? Uh, I mean, that's, again, like, that's how I think I'm looking at this, that everything happening at once. And I'm just sort of like, this isn't serious. You know, if this was like, if these were serious claims, this would have ha- come from a series of serious sources on record mm-hmm. who um, had like actual evidence of something happening. Um, you would have had a serious investigation with, you know, everybody being made aware that they were under investigation for their behavior, right? Or alleged behavior. So the fact that like Mercedes is saying, well, this is news to us and we're learning it at the same time as everybody else is incredibly, incredibly unserious to me. Like this, like nothing else, like at this point, I'm like, okay, Something else is happening here. This is not yeah. about this is not about um uh, conflicts of interest. Like, no. No. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like Mercedes, mm-hmm. F1 comes out with a statement and says that we note the public statement made by the FIA this evening. It was not shared with us in advance. Mm-hmm. Just another nail in what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like what are like are we investigating like these are, are we investigating these two people but not talking to them are we right. like like what exactly is happening and then the f you know fom employs Susie, so it's like you're not even t- talking to us like <laughs> you know like what what exactly what kind of investigation are we doing here like there's no no sense to this so yeah after the f1 statement mm-hmm. i believe that's when we get Susie wolf's first statement yeah um let me read it yeah okay people don't want to hear me read it (laughs) um Susie wolf says i am deeply insulted but sadly unsurprised at the public allegations that have been made this evening it is disheartening that my integrity is being called into question in such a manner especially when it seems to be rooted in intimidatory and misogynistic behavior and focus on my marital status rather than my abilities Throughout my career in motorsport, I have encountered and overcome numerous obstacles, and I refuse to let these baseless allegations overshadow my dedication and passion for F1 Academy. As a woman in this sport, I have faced my fair share of challenges, but my commitment to breaking down barriers and paving the way for future generations to succeed remains unwavering. In the strongest possible terms, I reject these allegations. Queen shit. My girl said, I'm not surprised at this behavior. That's insane to me. She started and... and Talk about that being the first sentence. The first line. You know what I'm saying? Like, as I was unsurprised at this, what's happening behind the scenes, right? Like, Mm because the fact that this is all bubbling over publicly lets me know that some shit's been going off in the background. I mean, obviously, you know, Toto, Wolf, Mercedes have had a very, like, you know, rocky last two years, to put it very mildly. So I know she's privy to a lot of, you know, uh, Toto's probably feelings about what's going on. She sees publicly what's happening between the FIA and Mercedes and FIA and Lewis. Like she's seeing all of this stuff. Like everybody mm-hmm. else is seeing all of this stuff. So yeah, I just I'm I'm very curious as to how this how now we're we're getting into like this is spilling out into the public and it's becoming a mess publicly. To me, to me, they're like companies in general are always so hush about these things, right? That that I was like. If any of this was true, mm-hmm. we would not have found out. Correct. At least we would not have found out for three months. We would not have found out until this investigation would have been over, over right. and done with. We would have gotten morsels like from media or whatever and be like, well, that's so weird. What's happening? Mm-hmm. But if this were serious, right. we wouldn't be finding out. 
this shit wouldn't be going on on Twitter. Absolutely not. Which also going on on Twitter is <laughs> the next step is every team. Every team yeah. comes out saying, not me. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't make me. a statement. I don't give a fuck. We support her. Every <laughs> team said it. Every team said, like, Susie's been killing it at F1 Academy and right. we have a driver for F1 Academy. Like, we're all in the F1 Academy bus. Yeah, I, that's what I liked about the statement was that we are pleased and proud to support F1 Academy and its managing director through our commitment to sponsor an entrant in our liveries from next season. And, like, this is kind of where I felt like, um, you know, th- it makes the a lot of sense. Know. <laughs> it made a lot of sense that, you know, like Liberty was, is trying to protect her, which is, I guess, why all these teams appear to be unified. Um, because this is like their latest racing series, right? Like this, this has just launched within this last year, right? We had the inaugural season. Um, we had one race that was televised. What does that look like for the FIA president to basically say in, in so many, in so many words, essentially like, yeah, we're looking into this, this, uh, allegation that the managing director of F1 Academy is feeding her husband confidential information. Like, what does that look like for this, 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 you know, new category to welcome women into the, into the world of F1 and into motorsport? What does that look like for the FIA president to be like essentially stamping this, this, these claims saying like, oh, well, they're legitimate enough that we, we should look into it publicly please remember where it came from which we talked about five minutes ago people right remember where these allegations came from and 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 he he's and the fi the fia is saying we trust Mm -hmm. them the the we trust the article Mm -hmm. more than we trust Susie and total wolf right and that's it that's absurd. Now, now that yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I was going to say to your point of like if they need to investigate, they need to investigate, right? But like yeah, it's absolutely. making it public in this way, piggybacking off of this random ass article that clearly seems to be written with a, a pure agenda, right? Mm-hmm. Like I you you can't take this any away than like, oh, we're we're essentially trying to harm the reputation. And Toto, now this is his second, third time or whatever, being accused of something like this, but now we're dragging his his now we gotta put Susie family in it into it. Yeah. So I think there's like something extra kind of nasty about that. And the fact that, you know, they publicly announced that they're doing this investigation, I think is where all of this is is going left, right? Like if there's conflicts of interest, if there's shit going behind the scenes that you think is legitimate, investigate that and then get back to us with what you find. But this whole shit up front of like, yeah, we're gonna look into this article four days or whatever after it was even written is just insane to me. Like, there's no way you can justify what, what occurred publicly. The, the, the energy behind dragging her, mm-hmm. it was it, it, too much. Right. Like, like too much. Right. Like it gives hit piece. It gives like anything and everything we can do to disparage her. Um, I'm not going to go over the time, like over all of it, but like, yeah. it's not difficult to find Susie Wolf's credentials. It's not <laughs> difficult to find all of the things that she's done for herself mm-hmm. and people around her. Right. She's been carding since she was eight. She's raced against Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And even if none of that were Test true, Williams, yeah. even if none of that were true, look at the track record of just what she's done with like 
the F1 Academy. Right. Like, it's going to be, tele- they're going to be televising the races now. Like, things are, oh my gosh. That's what, that's what made me think, that's what made me yeah. think, like, that no team is involved in this for real because it's PR suicide. Yes. Like, it's literal PR. Like, anybody Absolutely. who does that is literally, and, and that's what I think is, like, it was it was rare because I was looking at people blame Red Bull and I was like, I don't really think Red Bull had anything to do with this because like who who benefits from it? Mm-hmm. Like Horner, Horner, Horner does Horner things and it is very <laughs> annoying. Right. He does them to get like Red Bull benefits, like to get like anything and everything to make Red Bull better. Right. It, it, it sucks that he tries tearing others down to make himself better. But there's no reason to do this to Mercedes. Mercedes is not better right now. And if anybody finds out who the person that was shit talking Susie and and like that person's done, not not like he's gonna be fired, but like that person's gonna be the hated, f like the most hated person. Yeah, I mean, yes, but I also feel like I don't believe for one second that like no one not involved was involved besides Ben. So I am like I do feel like. You publicly, the fact that there was like a United Front publicly um, still doesn't mean that stuff wasn't happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, to your point, definitely PR suicide for whoever it is, which is why, <laughs> which is why it makes it even crazier that this was public to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ben in this case just bit off a lot more than he could chew because I think he thought that you know he could just say whatever he wanted or substantiate whatever he wanted. I definitely have i feel like this article was written with the purpose of triggering this investigation to begin with um just because of like the timeline like you know article gets printed oh my god we really gotta look into this like this is within like a four or five day span like it's you're like try harder to make shit look you know like less coincidental Mm -hmm. um that's how i feel a little bit about this but yeah i think ben just like hit the went for for too much like he flew too close to the sun and now he's i think seeing the repercussions of this because Susie's not the one that you want to mess with because publicly no one to my knowledge has had ever had a problem with her mm-hmm. not that that should matter but her character is a lot more solid publicly than his is or anybody really in, in formula most one people in, probably most people in that paddock <laughs> so when these when it's allegations of like you're talking about like oh she's potentially you know siphoning information to him like the first thing people think is like Susie wolf like we thinking of the same not Susie my wolf. Susie. like she doesn't seem like that kind of person at all and i'm not saying yeah. she can't be but i just think that if you're gonna come for somebody's character you really got to make sure you also have evidence and facts behind it because no one's gonna believe you off of a uh, off of an article written by somebody who thinks that women should be like topless to sell a sport you know like that's just insane to me i don't know all of this happening uh, yeah. during all this <laughs> happening on suzy like basically suzy wolf's birthday week it's crazy no respect yeah um <laughs> And then, mm-hmm. just two days later, <laughs> the FIA comes out with, "No, guys, we're good. Yeah, everything's above board, just like that." Mm-hmm. I'll read. I'll read the. I'll read the villains. You can read the heroes. <laughs> <laughs> the FIA comes out with, following a review of Formula One management's F1 code of conduct and F1 conflict of interest policy. 
Blah, 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 blah. The FIA is satisfied that FOM's compliance management system is robust enough to prevent any unauthorized disclosure of confidential information. The FIA can confirm there is no ongoing investigation. Uh, the FIA reaffirms its commitment to integrity and fairness. That's funny. LOL. What is more, were you, was your, was your first, in, or your first reaction like, so soon or was it this is the shittiest like the wording of it is so bad oh no my my initial reaction was this is bullshit like it already reeked of bullshit to begin with but now you're essentially not even giving it the due diligence that you Mm -hmm. should have because you created this huge like huge media storm of back and forth between two people two different people um, you created all of this drama by publicly announcing you were investigating and then your investigation was like 24 hours. Like that is so insult. That's insulting more than anything. That's just like extremely insulting because essentially it wasn't imp- that important. Like if it's something that could be open and shut within 24 hours, it wasn't important enough for you to uh, uh, publicly announce that you were investigating it. I'm sorry. That's crazy. And as part of the investigation, <laughs> who do you think they should have talked to? I mean, maybe Susie and Toto Wolf probably would have been great. Uh, I think Stefano Domenicali was probably expecting a phone call as well. You know, just, just, to, just to you know, maybe have a little insight into something about his employee getting. Because where would she have gotten that information from? You know, you're implicating a lot of people when you're blaming Susie for being the kind of liaison between FOM and Toto Wolf as the team principal of Mercedes. You're implicating a lot of people because she would have had to get that information from somewhere, unless she's there after hours, like putting uh, hard drives in people's computers and shit, like. Who would she have gotten well, you it think from? Susie Wolf was a Mission Impossible <laughs> shit. <laughs> Stealing the knock list, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm okay, saying? And, like, she'd be, and I know she'd be capable. I, I know she didn't do it, but damn sure she'd be capable of doing it. Yeah. So, you know, so like a lot of you got, you can't, you can't just investigate without contacting people. Because what are you trying to say? You know what I'm saying? Like now you're making our product, you're making everybody associated with this look some kind of way. Now, granted, this is Formula One. It already looks some kind of way. So even that's saying a lot. You know, like the fact that everybody now is really insulted is saying a lot. You know? It it, it seems like, to me, it seems like, the, like, or seemed like the start of a civil war. Yeah. Because it really does feel like you messed with the wrong person with regards to Susie. Mm-hmm. And all of this seems so like, it's just you've said it really. It's just it's just I my uh, the the piece that I'm trying really hard to to connect is like how did we get here from a tabloid? Like there's no way that like that tabloid wasn't or that article wasn't asked to be written by right. someone internal. Someone like, there's no way because that, yeah. because if somebody God you with the words because if somebody <laughs> didn't commission that right. then we would have just ignored it right. We would have just been like this this people this this guy crazy. Mm-hmm. But it, they fast forwarded. The the time between article and this is a big problem reeks of like this was all a meticulous plan. Right. But then how does it fall? Do you think this is maybe because like they realize all of the teams are coming together? So like this, because you said earlier that he mm-hmm. bit off more than he could chew. Yeah. I think that he was sh- surprised by all 10 teams. Yes. Putting out something together. Yeah. I think he was like, I can, I can, I can make this be Red Bull's fault or or somebody else's fault. 
because they won't speak up and that's it. So like, I think this is where it's like, I bit off more than I can chew. Mm -hmm. These people are bending together. So do you think he just pulled the plug on it? Absolutely. Because if you commission something with the intention of harming somebody's reputation, allegedly, let me add that because unlike... He didn't add that. Unlike them, I'm not stupid enough. He didn't fucking... I haven't haven't seen a fucking... I'm just saying, I'm not stupid enough to to start throwing shit around and not say allegedly. Um, that's the least but you can I, do. I, I haven't seen much stupid. of that word. Right. I haven't seen much of that word in the articles, though. God, right? Like that's the least you can do. Um, <laughs> oh my god, my train of thought is now completely gone. So you were. <laughs> so I was saying that it's like a. It's like yeah. a. Oh, 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 sorry. So like, if you so if the intention is to harm somebody's reputation, right, yeah. and you. You allegedly, uh, let's say, uh, make some plans with some people to, you know, set some things in motion. But the intention was never really to investigate because investigations, you need to return some like information. Right. But there is no information. There's no there's nothing that they're going to turn up from this that will ever substantiate what was said. Right. So, you know, but you know that going in because allegedly that was your plan. Right. So that's why I do think it was open and shut because there's nowhere for this to go. There's no one that you can interview. There's no emails that you can pull. There's no phone records that you can pull that's going to make anything that you said in this article true because you knew it was false from the get-go. The issue is that you decided to do it only two days later when if you were smart, you should have just dragged it out a few weeks just to make it look like you did something. Because you didn't do anything. Because you didn't do anything. You cannot convince me that they did anything. So now you're just adding, you know, insult to injury. And that's why now you're in a situation (laughs) where, you know, uh, to what you were saying with like the FIA F1 beef, you know, now you really are, now you really are at a situation where we're seeing, um, we're hearing, because there was an article I think that came out this week about like some team principals and bosses and people within F1 really are looking to separate themselves from the FIA because of Ben Suliam specifically, because they Mm -hmm. don't like how he's running the FIA. And as a, just as a fan, it's interesting seeing him since his appointment has just seemed like he's been using his, his position to retaliate and be vindictive and basically abuse his power as the FIA president to never be held accountable for anything, to um, unfairly, you know, uh, punish certain people, certain teams, certain drivers. Like, this just feels in step with some shit he would do because he doesn't like potentially, you know, the fact that, again, this is hearsay, but Toto has maybe been been in the background challenging him a lot. So there's this power struggle between Toto and Ben. And Ben was like, well, I'm going to put you in your place. And it backfired spectacularly. So spectacularly. Yeah. And we can kinda we can kinda glean that because again, he had nothing to say. Oh, investigation's over. Like, all right. If you really believe if you really had faith that this would have turned up something that you could use um to justify the investigation, you would have you would have gone through with it. So it just tells me personally that like you never had anything to begin with. There was never anything, there's never any reason. For this Nothing beyond just making them no, seem like people you no can't No investigation trust. Yeah. was done. Yeah. Nothing was looked at. Right. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. You didn't talk to Susie or Toto. That's crazy. Insane. Maybe, maybe, maybe they talked to Jack. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, it's you again. It's me again. Queen, Queen Susie. Susie. I struggle with Susie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Susie comes out with the second statement. Yeah. Um, so... 
In response to the FIA statement, Susie writes, when I saw the statement issued by the FIA yesterday morning, my first reaction was, is that it? For two days, insinuations have been made about my integrity in public and through uh, and through background briefings, but nobody from the FIA has spoken to me directly. Insane! I might have been collateral damage in an unsuccessful attack on somebody else or the target of a failed attempt to discredit me personally, but I have worked too hard to have my reputation called into question by an unfounded press release. Mm-hmm. We have come a long way as a sport. I was extremely thankful for the unified support of the Formula One teams. I have worked with so many passionate women and men in, at F1 and the FIA who have the very best interests of our sport at heart. However, this episode has so far taken place without transparency or accountability. I have received online abuse about my work and my family. I will not allow myself to be intimidated and intend to follow up until I have found out who has instigated this campaign and misled the media. What happened this week is simply not good enough. As a sport, we must demand and we deserve better. What a statement. I love I love the is that it? Is that I think- it? I think that was a, <laughs> I think she summarized our feelings better than anyone else. Absolutely. Be- because you read that FIA statement and hell yes, my reaction is, oh, is that it? Yeah. I'm, I'm flipping the paper over looking for the apology. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to find out where you got uh, me fucked up at. Hold on. Like, is that on the page too? Like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> is this, oh, I'm, oh, okay. You gave me the abstract. Right, but where's right, right. the, like, where's, where's the rest where's of the, it? The dissertation. You, you, no, you, nothing else? Oh, okay. yeah. Susie represented for the girls who have to get their emails proofread. <laughs> I have to ask Christopher, like, can you read this and make sure that it comes across a certain way sometimes? Because people will try you professionally. People will try you. And sometimes you don't get to write stuff like this, you know, in response. You got to be measured. You got to be this, this. She this like emptied measured. the clip. But, but also is, no, 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 no. not. She Agreed. emptied the clip Agreed. on them. Yeah. She emptied the clip, but you read it and it's like... <laughs> It's classy, like it's the most way. yeah. Exactly, exactly. In a very classy way. Yeah. Um I would love to I would love if this is what gets dragged for weeks and we find mm-hmm. out a ton of stuff. Right. Is is because now they now they're flipping like they're literally flipping the script and now they mm-hmm. uh, Toto, Mercedes, and Susie are going to like uh go through legal action. Um yes. so it'll be great to find out what comes out of that. Um, do you have any, yeah, do you have any final, uh, like (laughs) what would, no, actually before that, yeah. what happens that, Mm. yeah, what needs to happen for Tasha to think just, I hate using justice, but like that, that consequences and repercussions actually happened what satisfies you as a woman who who is not going through what Susie's going through but goddamn have you gone through similar stuff you're just not in the same position as Susie so as a person who's gone through similar things Mm -hmm. as a person who sees Susie go through this what has to happen for you to be okay I mean first and foremost that small petty little man needs to apologize to her, to Susie, like publicly, because publicly and, yeah. if you have enough gall to open an investigation based off of nothing, you need to also own up to that and apologize for the damage that it caused, like at the very least. Um, 
I would definitely like to see where the legal route ends up because I mm-hmm. do feel like these a lot of these F1 um, journalists and people who write about the sport just kind of say whatever, like, you know, and I do think there should be consequences, not just in this case, but there's been a lot of articles that you you read and you're just like, where are you getting this information from? To say it so matter of factly, no, you know, we reached out for comment, but nobody, ret- you know, responded, uh, allegedly this, like none of that, no, like none of that. Accountability. Accountability, right? So um, I do think they should sue. And if this guy is used to getting sued for libel, then this should just be another day that ends in Y for him. But I do really feel like they need to take him and rinse him for this because you shouldn't just be able to write, not just write it, print it. This went to print, right? Like this is, it's not like it's just like an online magazine. This is like printed. We're have we're reading screenshots of zero, you know, like people had to scan in <laughs> the article for us to be able to read it. Like that's crazy to print something like that and not check any facts. Everybody's anonymous. We're just going to throw these accusations around. You need to be sued, period. Like, I don't care. Like, at this point, bankrupt them if it's possible because Mercedes is involved in it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I what else, we focus on Susie, but I will say, like, Toto and Mercedes have every right, I think, to also want to see some sort of legal accountability for this mm-hmm. because this is Mercedes who is, as a team, as a, as a brand, like, they're world renowned you know like they're it they don't have they don't have the time to be accused of cheating in formula one that does not go with the luxury brand that they are you know like you're yeah. really throwing their reputation as brand under the under the the bus as well uh when you come for toto like that so the fact that mercedes is basically saying like look y'all are not going to sit here and keep calling the team principal a cheater unsubstantiated and get away with it. And so I, I'm happy that somebody's finally like, we're going to see what legal, um, you know, action is, is possible because somebody deserves to be held accountable to some degree. And I do think Ben finally just needs to resign because he has shown me throughout the last two years that he is not fit for being the president of a governing body. Because if you're trying to run it like, you know, uh, an authoritarian, like, (laughs) you know, dictator, um, then that's, you need to find something else. Like, this is a sport you don't need to be trying to, like, rule with an iron fist. You don't need to be using your position to retaliate against people, to crush people. Like, you're supposed to be there to make sure everything is safe, ethical, so on and so forth. And I don't even feel like he's done that. You know, we've had so many instances where people have been almost run over in pit lanes. Pierre almost fucking hit a truck in in Japan um, in the rain. Like, missiles flying in the background. Like, there's been so many unsafe instances where i feel like that's your business like that's your job and you haven't done that and you're gonna you're gonna now investigate two people single them out for something that like you don't even you can't even say is true and i'm supposed to believe that you have the best interest at heart of running these governing these sports like you just need to go like you're done you're out like you and your concussion so we need dip. <laughs> we need Ben to issue yeah. a public apology and get mm-hmm. the fuck out. Absolutely. We need more accountability in the media. Mm-hmm. We need the author to be sued. Mainly, yeah. And like dragged to the ground. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No, that sounds about right to me. How do we fix? <laughs> how do we fix? And she even, actually, she even said it. Yeah. Yeah. How do we fix a woman? 
this woman has done everything, everything yeah. right, everything right. And I, I understand we don't know these people, so we don't really know. Right. But, but how do you fix and how do you deal with being a woman in mm -hmm. a male dominated space who did everything right, mm -hmm. who's got the accolades and the credentials, mm -hmm. who did not ask for any of this, who did not provoke any of this, but still she finds herself in the middle of this shit. Right. Like, how do you fix or address that? I mean, you do it exactly how she did it, which was, I'm not impressed. You know, these are every ac accusation about me has been baseless. This is misogyny, like calling it exactly what it is. Like the fact that she, there was no vague terms in either of her statements that did so much for women in motorsport. The fact that she knew for a fact that this was part of an intimidation tactic, mm -hmm. you know, and called it basically was like, I'm not intimidated by you. Like, you know, you basically tried to come for me and it just didn't work. And that calling that what it is like just means a lot because you have a lot of times with like mess gets public. People are just taking shots very like, you know, vaguely you know, sly, like thinly mm. veiled. And she just ripped the veil off and was like, this is bullshit, essentially. And that's that's how this stops. That's how it ends. Because when people are now get held accountable for this, whether it's legally or otherwise, you know, their their career, like this type of shit will stop. But up until now, nobody's been sued for libel, for, you know, uh, coming at Susie Wolf. And she seems like the kind of girl is just like, yeah, if you want to play games, you can win stupid fucking prizes playing with me. And like, that's the kind of, that's, that's the vibe. I love it. Like th that, this meant so much to me. I read this statement straight up and I was just like, yeah, we need more of this. Like cut the bullshit, call it what it is. And then we can move on. Like, because until accountability happens, there is no fixing it. You know? I totally agree. And I think, I think, with the media, sometimes we see someone be racist, mm -hmm. but the article doesn't call it racism. Right. Racially charged. And, right. Mm -hmm. So, so mm -hmm. a, a lot of value in her calling this, like you said, exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. She called herself collateral damage. Yep. She said like, this clearly was like, not clear. I'm sorry. She said that this was an attack on someone else. And I, I, I was just. I like, caught a stray. Ca caught a stray in this bitch, yeah. but I don't catch strays. So I'm going to find out, like, who shot that gun. That And that was part I was like, ooh, got chills a little bit. Because I'm like, not only did she say this is not over, I'm coming for you. I'm going to figure out it feels where like this she's, Yeah. It feels like she's in the driver's seat now. Oh, I, shit. Pun not intended. But it feels like the she's in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> y'all thought I was just going to let this go. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I'm not going to do that. And see, that's the other thing about women like Susie that I appreciate as well. Because people will look at her and be like, oh, you know, she's a woman in motorsport. You know, like, don't, but like when you underestimate people like that, you know, it allow, it make you, you, you make unforced errors like this. You so like completely did not see this response coming because mm -hmm. you underestimated her from the beginning because you thought, oh. She's just the wife of Toto Wolf. What could she do in the situation? She made all her statements independent of Toto. This was there was no joint statement, you know, no as a married couple. Yeah. This was all her. Every strongly Toto's statements never was like, you know, defending his wife. Cause he let her she she's like, I got this. I'm about to stand on business. Lewis, give me them Tims. I'm standing on business on my own. You know, like <laughs> pass me the Tims. 
Tim's bitch. I'm standing on my own bitch. So like, that's what I appreciate about this situation yeah. is like, Susie's not the damsel in distress here. She knows exactly that's what this is. That's a great way to, that's a great way to yeah, say Yeah, she knows yeah. exactly what this is. She knows exactly how to handle it. And she's handled it. And that's what you get. You'll never do that shit again. You'll never do that shit again. Not yeah. to Susie. Not, not to Susie. Susie. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really do hope because all of this, I don't like the optics right now yeah. because it's like at this moment, we, we dragged Susie mm-hmm. and we said, never mind. And that is logistically speaking, that doesn't make much sense. That's insane. Um, it, it is insane. It is insane. And it shows you like, I disrespected you the first time when I came at you with no evidence, sources or anything. Right. And you would think that I learned to respect you in this process, but I don't, I didn't because wh- where is the respect in the, in the wall? Oops. No further action. Where's the respect in that? There's no respect in that. It's There's shameless. no respect. Like it's- there is no fucking, and that's what bothers me. This woman, if she, let's <laughs> talk about misogyny, <laughs> my boys, mm. boys. Fellas, talking to you. <laughs> I hear you. Misogyny is a scary word. It's Misogyny a big word for Elmo. It's a big <laughs> word, buddy. Like, oh my goodness, mm. the whole ass misogyny. It has how many letters? This was misogynistic. If That's Susie textbook. Wolf, if Susie Wolf were a man, <clears throat> we don't get no pillow talk shit. We don't get any questioning of her credentials. We don't get this dragged out in public. She doesn't get compared so, to a Spice Girl. Like you gotta, you gotta understand that. Like, if you don't see the misogyny in this, respectfully, you need to f- learn more about what misogyny is. Yeah, you need to learn that like misogyny isn't saying women are less than us. I mean, that is misogynistic, but <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. Right. It happens in the vocabulary, in the wording. In the treatment, in the, you know, like in between the lines, it doesn't happen in the lines. It happens in between the lines. It's the same thing with racism. People only understand racism when it's like N word or like the overt, but it's the daily micro aggression. It's the micro aggression. I need to show like, (sighs) (laughs) and really I'm coming from a, I I promise you I'm coming from a good place. All I'm saying is if you see this, incident and everything that Tasha and I have talked about today mm-hmm. and you don't see the misogyny there are books there are this the internet I'm not coming from a critical place the misogyny is so evident in this in every statement that that do a little better in educating yourself on what it is and I am not criticizing you I am simply trying I to help be. you 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 have I don't have a right. <laughs> what, like what am I? I'm just another guy in this shit. Just another dude um, with an opinion. Just another dude. Just another dude with the podcast, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, just dude with the podcast, Mike. Yeah, coming at you from ninety six point seven misogyny station. No, misogyny. We only Not play music by dudes here. Um, and chicks that we think are hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but really, it is it is a very uh, it's a very sad thing to go through i and like i being so far removed from Mm -hmm. all this still can't 
fathom like how difficult it is to see all of this. Yeah. But I love I love that Susie Wolf basically became more of an icon than ever. Um yeah. let's talk a little bit about we we haven't mentioned, you know, yeah. Lewis Hamilton did Oh, Lewis Hamilton, this is Susie's fight. And Susie fought it wonderfully and she did not need any backup. But right. she got backup. Mm-hmm. And and I think Lewis Hamilton did a lot of things that were super important. Not, even if you don't agree, in the most basic way, remember that Lewis Hamilton has a huge platform in his social media. And at the very least, you should understand that him sharing and mm-hmm. commenting makes this a bigger uh Gets this to a bigger audience. So do you want to talk a little bit about the different things that Lewis did during this situation? Yeah, I mean, so definitely. I mean, so one thing we can definitely talk about to build into this story even more is that all of this has happened like the week of the FIA prize giving gala, which happened yesterday in Baku. Right. So last year or excuse me. Yeah. Last time Lewis skipped the prize giving ceremony for you know reasons um and was fined because he's supposed to show up because he's supposed to receive this top, award top three is supposed mm-hmm. to show up or whatever he's yeah. yeah mandatory you have to show up so ben was like you know what that's another rule i can enforce so he made him pay a fine um for not coming so this year lewis decided i'm coming you know he got uh what p3 in the driver championship you know he well deserved mm-hmm. so he went and collected his award um during the press <laughs> for the FAA Collected Gala. Collected the award, but... Yes. <laughs> That's the whole other... <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, so anyway, Lewis... In the uh, press. At the damn event, with the step and repeat, with the FIA logo behind him, said... Uh, oh, hold on. I have the wrong... Totally wrong quote. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, that bur- while you look for that, that Burberry yeah. tracksuit, he was rocking Sick. it. Mind you, though, My- when we got these quotes, we didn't know what he was wearing. Like... Because there had there was no video of the you're right so you're we right, saw you're the right. quotes and we're like wow he's really in here like lighting it up but then when you see the tracksuits like yo this man this guy's no so serious no fucks um so what he said about Susie um he said ahead of the FIA gala Lewis Hamilton calls it quote disappointing the FIA sought to question the integrity of one of the most incredible female leaders we've ever had in our sport without questioning without any evidence uh, then just saying sorry at the end that's unacceptable there is a constant- they didn't even say sorry at the bare minimum. Um, he continues, there is a constant fight to really improve diversity and inclusion within the industry. It seems there are certain individuals in leadership within the FIA that every time we try to make a step forward, they try to pull us back and that has to change. So. It gives off a bad apples situation. Yeah. Hey, there are some bad apples in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean... I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, I I think to your point, like, Lewis wasn't coming into this as somebody trying to, like, you know, save the day or whatever by putting mm-hmm. in his, his input. But that second part where he basically was like, there are certain people who are stifling progress says quite a lot. And again, we're talking about, you know, this is the same week an article came out that a lot of people don't want Ben Suleyem to be in this position at the FIA because of him specifically. So, you know, Lewis is coming at it from a, a standpoint of like diversity of, and inclusion. Um, I don't know what's happening between Stefano and everybody else, but, you know, whatever business stuff that's going on um, there. But it just seems like a lot of people have, like, honed in on Ben as somebody who is not the right person for this job. 
And I like that he added that layer on top of everything that Susie said. Yeah. Is that somebody is stifling progress in the sport and we're trying to move forward. So by, you know, again, calling it out exactly, exactly as it is, this is how we get progress, mm-hmm. you know, because you're saying there's lots of great people who work here and seemingly only a few people who don't want us to get better. So they're laying it on at his feet. I wonder who that, who those bad apples are. I don't know. Really, really interesting. Um, the other thing that I, I found. Oh, go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. The, the, I was one thing I was. I'm very curious. <laughs> I'm very curious. Like, I don't know, but like, mm-hmm. how how much good I want to I want to go into like how many good things that he like Ben doing a like what 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 value is he bringing? There must be something. I don't think or so. like or like he has some sort of blackmail on other people. Well, I think that he's a vessel for other. I mean, like, that's why I said I don't think Ben works independently. I don't think he's, you know, God, uh, some rogue yeah. sort of like figure. I think he works with people mm-hmm. who and benefits certain people, uh, teams, whatever you want to call it. Like he's useful to them. But you're only useful when you like are playing within the parameters, right? Like when yeah. you're making the block hot, basically no one's going to want to fuck with you because now you're making everybody fucking like look stupid for dealing with you. Yeah. Because you can't, you, you can't separate your personal stuff, you know, from business. And like, that's the issue is like, when you start, when you start making rookie mistakes, like who's going to publicly back that? You're only useful when you can do shit in the background. You, you're making this about you. You want to be in all the, the driver pictures. You want to be schmoozing with all the celebrities. Like you want to be the most famous person associated with this sport. He wants his own drive to survive. Yeah, he's, like, he's mad he's he doesn't have character. a drive to survive. Yeah, he wants to be the main character so bad. And like you're about to be. And I don't think it's for the reason that you had hoped for. But like, yeah, I, I just think that he his ego and his like his inability to like see something other than like what benefit it is for himself is going to get him so caught up like going to be the main character in a fucking in a lawsuit hello i mean and this is my thing too is like how guilty do you look when you basically ahead of the gala are like uh you know mr sudayam fell ill and fell and hit his head and got a concussion but he's recovered like this is some general hospital ass like storyline. Like you telling me that this man had the fell, hit his head, is concussed, and was like, "Oh, I need to investigate this." And in, in, in a haze, like, <laughs> and then it's like, and now this is coming after we've already seen him in Baku, uh, showing people around, holding holding discussions and talks and tweeting about it. So everybody has the receipts that he's alive and well. Um, and that's that to me, I'm like, that's guilt. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's cowardice. If you, if you hadn't, if you stood on business and you did what you're supposed to do, why are you telling lies? Why are you acting like you're not going to show up? Like, why are you acting like you were sick and you hit your head? Like what? I feel like he, I feel like he has like two PR people. (laughs) I feel like he's got two PR people and he didn't get those two PR people together because he told one PR person, nah, say I got a concussion. But then he told the other PR person, of course I'm going to show up. And then we suddenly got two stories. Right. And it's like. And then it was a Christmas miracle because he showed up and he got I'm saying miraculous (laughs) recovery. Miraculous recovery. Like, wow. Like, this crazy. is so silly. This is the silliest shit I've ever like, in, like witnessed, encountered. Like, 
whatever happens after this, it's not going to be funny for Ben or whoever else is involved, but it will be funny for me because I'm just like, you deserve this. You're an idiot. You you played stupid games. The sport You're about is to win better off prize. without him. Yeah. And that's just it. Absolutely. The sport is better off without him. Absolutely. You're done. You're toast. Are we done? <laughs> I, I mean, are we done? Oh, can we talk about Lewis Hamilton leaving his? Prize? Oh right, we, we we didn't say we didn't know no, because I wanted I wanted to timeline it. I wanted to timeline yeah. it. Oh, okay, Lewis shows up in a Lewis shows up in a tracksuit. Yeah, says the stuff he said. Yeah. Then what happens? Oh, he also. The award- oh, I'm sorry. Like in the other shit with Susie, uh, besides Susie, he also um, said, "I wonder if they're really thinking about sustainability, flying us all to Baku when they're <laughs> when they're based in Paris." I was like, "Yo, he just came and just started like kicking shit over at the like, gala." That was the first thing. That was the first thing he drops. Um, do you think? Incredible. Do you think they're going to? Do you think they're going to Africa next year so that people so that Lewis doesn't say that? Right. Uh, maybe. Like you're gonna complain? You wanted to come to Africa? We're doing it. So then, yeah. Lewis Lewis uh, uh, gets his award for third place. Yeah. But motherfucker had an outfit change. The outfit change was sick. Yeah. He's so cool. He was like, oh, y'all thought I was going to go on stage in a tracksuit? Wow, you don't know me at all. <laughs> the at fact that we all. got a Lewis Hamilton Fashion Week in a couple hours span at the FIA Gala. Truly. Ben truly. could never. You want to talk about main character energy? This man had a costume change at your event. Like, that is incredible. And punked you at your own event. Like, punked? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, this, is, this is the energy I need more often in the sport. Hey, but Lewis did take the award. He did. He wished everybody happy holidays, Merry Christmas, good to see ya. How are you? Said, said great, th- said great things <laughs> Every, about Red Bull yeah. and Max and right. Teco. Like right. my my guy is 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 very cordial. The best. Uh, what is it? not sort of like the opposite of a sort of like he's a great loser. Yes, like yes. he's an he's a much better loser than I will ever be. Because <laughs> like he yeah. stood up there and he was yeah super gracious, yeah. which I'm not surprised. Great, that's just him, right? Um, but then. Tell us what you found out today. What's the last little morsel? So via Twitter. I love Twitter. You, Twitter? Guys, you guys keep me so young and aware. Uh, I don't know what article this is from. Oh, from Motorsport Magazine. Okay. So it says a joint press conference with Hamilton, Verstappen, Horner, and Perez was actually announced. The setting was also designed for this. However, Hamilton attended the appointment alone. Verstappen and Horner were dealt with separately. Perez was missing due to a delay. After the award ceremony, Hamilton apparently once again expressed his displeasure with the FIA with a simple gesture. The Mercedes driver left his trophy for third place in the F1 World Championship standing. (laughs) And it's just a picture of it on a table, like... Alone. I love it. <laughs> it just looks like a centerpiece it. of a table. It looks like a it looks like a shitty centerpiece of a yeah. table. Um I love it. I do too. This guy, like Lewis ex- expresses himself very well and yeah. carries himself very like because this is this I consider this expressing himself, but like with yeah. an action, not with words. Yeah. So I would call this carrying himself, and that is a very cool thing to do. Absolutely. Um, That's some baller-ass shit, you know? Like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah. I don't think that it wasn't important to him, and I don't, I mean, I can't put any of my, I can't project any of what I think onto his actions. Maybe he just left it. I don't fucking know. But he it is... <laughs> but even still it's just like damn it wasn't that important you know that you know you had to make sure you had it with you so yeah 
he wants to be number one. Like nobody wants to, nobody wants to be number three. And I mean, he ha- he fought I mean, hard Chico for might. it. Yeah, Chaco might. Um, he'll be lucky next season, but whatever. Anyway, um, it, it will just be really, it's just really interesting to me to see how all this has played out. I feel like Lewis has really taken the high road a lot in the last like, couple years about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And slowly, I feel like that graciousness is sort of getting revoked a little bit. Like he's not fully, fully kind of saying stuff with his chest, but he there's signs. There have been yeah. signs. And I do think it's really interesting. Um, the more that they kind of like, you know, mess with him and like blatantly, you know, treat him a certain way differently to other people, I think he's going to be become more and more vocal, which I fully wholeheartedly support because he should be. They shouldn't be just getting none of the shit should be like going unchecked. So I think that's the least he can do at this point now is just make sure that everybody knows that <laughs> it's just a bunch of clowns. And I'm not, I'm not. I'm in the circus, but listen, I'm not part of this act, you know? <laughs> I'm not right. I, I hate how we normalize that Lewis is the only one who speaks up. Yeah, it's kind of I, I really do hate, because this isn't, I don't, I don't know. That's all yeah. I have to say, really. Yeah. I, I really hate how we normalize that. Yeah, it's like, messed up. Other drivers should get these questions. Yeah. And other drivers should answer no comment. Mm-hmm. And that's their right. But Please I, ask. But exactly. I don't yeah. understand how we normalized this so much that we laugh about it. But Lewis is literally the only person being asked about anything relevant mm-hmm. or anything like meaningful outside of races. Right. And I'm not saying that every driver, I, I truly do think if a driver says, I don't want to talk about that because I want to talk about racing. All righty, bro. I'll, okay. Mm-hmm. But like, you need to ask these questions to these drivers. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's a, it's a ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Tasha, anything else before we wrap no, this up? I think we, I think we beat this horse like it's, it's dead. I'm excited to see what comes <laughs> out of this. I'm gonna be really, really disappointed if nothing comes out of this. Um, oh, I'm sure. I mean, I don't think you make a threat. I don't think gonna Susie's gonna either. say that shit and not yeah. mean that shit. Yeah, I really don't. Um, okay. Well, for all of you still here. <laughs> Let thank us know you. what you think. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Let us know what your thoughts are on, on are on all of this. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to make we we try to make it light and everything, but I think we did cover, you know, the important topics and like these conversations we need to keep having. It's serious. Um, yeah. So yeah. in the YouTube comments and social media or in social media, give us your opinion. Tell us what you think. Um, my guys, let's start <laughs> listening a little bit more than we talk on this one. Let's just see, you know, let's just use our ears a little bit more. This is not our fight. We can only support. Um, so, yeah, just let us know. This is fun as always. Mm-hmm. Tasha and I will always, always, always cover these topics, whether it gets the clicks or not. Um, but, yeah, I've been Mario. You can find me at Mario underscore APM on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me. I, I need the clout. Um <laughs> Tasha, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me at Tasha on Twitter um, and also on Instagram at The Glossier and at Tasha. Unless you mute it, your ass, because you're Unless annoying. you're on that bullshit, yeah, then you can kick rocks. Because if you're yeah. on that bullshit, she she been mute you, so don't try. <laughs> My whole shit is mute. This account is muted. I love like, that. Guys, I love get a that. life. Why are you still here? You know what I'm saying? Like... So it's very deep. For I'm some big people. in the Netherlands, apparently. Like I can't wait to go. <laughs> I can't wait to go and meet all my fans. Like wow, yeah. what's up, guys? 
and we'll go. Netherlands are beautiful. If y'all want us to go there just to say some hateful shit, that's fine. But oh, I'm not going to hate. I, lo- I think it's beautiful. I think the tulip no, feels, all that shit. I, I went but, to, yeah, I went to Amsterdam. My little meet and greet with my friends, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's <laughs> that. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, on Twitter, on all the all socials, the Patreon. <laughs> subscribe we're gonna be back with more episodes we've got some pretty cool ideas thank you to chris in the back for pressing the buttons and doing thank the thing and telling us how much we're dragging um dragging like <laughs> time wise time wise um but yes yeah, thank you very much for, to everybody tasha take us away thank you guys so much for listening as always and remember no matter what happens in life keep it on the black stuff bye bye <laughs>